0: Leadership file on premiere. This is the leadership file, bringing you conversations with leaders and experts on leadership themes. I'm Andy Peck, your host. And whether you're listening live or one of the many thousands who listen via the podcast, it's great to have you along. I'm joined this week by Tim Alford. Tim is the national director of Limitless the youth movement of the Elin Pentecostal churches in the UK and Ireland. His work also includes heading up the Limitless Festival, a national youth festival scheduled for August 2021, COVID permitting. Uh, Tim is one of the organizers and main speakers. So Tim, lovely to have you along to the Leadership Farm.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me, Andy.
0: Uh, so your journey to faith and, and into leadership, first of all, perhaps we start there.
1: Yeah, sure. Well, uh, I was, uh, fortunate enough to, uh, be brought up in a, in a Christian home with, with Christian parents who took me along to church from, from year zero, really, Andy. Uh, and so in, in that sense, it was introduced to Jesus from a very young age, but made my own decision to follow Jesus when I was, uh, just seven years old. Um, and have not really looked back, I guess, since then. And, and so I didn't have that story, Andy, that uh, many of my Christian friends did, I guess, which was that, you know, they gave their life to Jesus when they were young, uh, maybe as they hit their kind of late teens, early 20s, maybe as they went to university, had a period where they turned away from God and either kind of came back to him later on or or, or, or didn't. And, you know, I've often reflected on, you know, why was that? Why didn't I have that period in my life? Why, you know, of course, I've made plenty of mistakes and got plenty of things wrong, but why didn't I ever have that period of kind of diverting from my discipleship of Jesus? And I think, Andy, as, as I look as I look back, I'm always so grateful to the, the church I was brought up in, uh, which was Isca Church in Exeter, my, my hometown, and to my parents as well, for, for whom uh, Jesus wasn't somebody just to be talked about he was somebody to talk with he wasn't just somebody to know about he was somebody to be known and so you know spiritual things and you know encounter with the holy spirit uh praying for healing he- hearing from god you know prophetic words words of knowledge all of that was integral to, to the part to the life of, of of our church and i think um Andy, it was that more than anything else that gave me a solid foundation for faith because Jesus was somebody who I knew, not just somebody who I knew about. He was somebody who I had experienced regularly and not just somebody who I'd heard about other other people's experiences of or even people you know, in the scriptures' experiences of. And so that was kind of a really solid foundation for faith. In, in terms of my, my journey into, into leadership, well, I guess you could say you could say it started at a very young age, where um, I convinced my friends to, uh, as a as a kind of preteen young child, uh, to start a multi-site dinosaur museum in our homes.
0: Well,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so I had like the information centre in a room in our house and somebody else had like all of the fossils in their house and somebody else had, somebody else got the short straw and had the minerals in their house. And what that meant is that somehow I managed to convince these friends of mine to give me their dinosaur toys. Cause mine was going to be <laughs> the information center though. As a caveat to that, I did give somebody else my fossils to have in their house as well. Um, <laughs> But I, I, I guess I bring that up at Andy to say that at, you know, at no point in, in in that journey or other, I remember. You know, as a as a teenager, um, uh, I was really into Star Wars. I still am into Star Wars, to be fair, but I was really into Star Wars. And I I somehow managed to assemble a group of a probably probably twenty to thirty people to come to my house and cram into my living room every month. Um, watch a Star Wars movie in the months leading up to the release of Star Wars Episode 2 uh, back in 2002. And and then on the night itself, we were all going to go, we were all going to watch the midnight showing of, of, of Star Wars Episode 2. And we all walked 40 minutes from my house to the cinema, all fully in Star Wars fancy dress. Not all of these people were Star Wars fans, but somehow I managed to convince people that it was a good idea you know uh, and it's those kinds of journeys i guess andy where at no point would i have understood that to be leadership i wouldn't have had that language or that framework for it but you know leadership is it's a gift of god isn't it and it's something that the lord you know put in me and and as i began to identify that and recognize that and to put language around that well then i was able to you know as the apostle paul writes to to timothy to to fan that into flame and to try and be more intentional about developing that that spiritual gift w- within me i think one of the things that was significant on on my journey was that as a as a young 20 uh, something uh the the senior leader at our church when i had moved to coventry at, at this point and it was a large church you know 600 or so people but as a 20 year old he he invited me onto the eldership of, of, of that church and i'm sure there were one or two raised eyebrows uh, uh, around the church at that at that time at the thought of a 20 something elder um but he saw leadership in me and because he saw it in me i began to see it in myself and 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 actually at that stage began to really recognize it and call it what it was and began to really intentionally d- develop that so so yeah, I guess that I guess that gives you uh, a whistle stop tour at least in, into some of my journey.
0: No, well, thank you, thank you, Tim. And I came to faith at around seven myself, so I um, I love to hear that kind of story. And and, yeah. and like you, I didn't actually uh, drift away uh, from the faithless hall either. So um, yeah, it's 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 great great to hear. And and as you say, leadership is uh, sometimes a means to an end. Um, you know, you end up leading because of what you want to accomplish that requires leadership. Um, it seems an obvious thing to say, but certainly I love that story of uh, of, of Star Wars and dinosaurs. So, uh, yes. <laughs> so I mean, you're now based at, at Regent's Theological College in the in the Malvern Mor- area. That's where where you've lived for some time, is it? What's your connection to Malvern?
1: That's right. Yeah. Well, we 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 moved uh, my wife and I and uh, um, uh, our one child at that time. We've now got two kids. Moved here back in um, April. 2014, uh, a few months after I'd started this, this role that I have now, uh, uh, leading the Ministry of, of Limitless, though it wasn't called Limitless then. Um, uh, because this is where it, Malvern is where the Elam International Centre is, you mentioned that that, that Limitless is the, the National Youth and Children's Ministry of Elam churches across the UK and Ireland, though we do serve, you know, leaders uh, and young people in, uh, from denominations more broadly than our own. Um, but um, I, I moved we moved here for, for that role, for, for, for that job essentially. So part of my my role is um, teaching on our youth ministry and applied theology program, uh, which is called Limitless Academy, uh, here at, at Regents Theological College. And I love doing that. I love, uh, just this week I've been doing a, a bunch of lectures, some for our, our level sixes, our third years, and some for our level fives, our, our second years. Um, and it's it's great. It's great to be able to do that as well. but'm I'm, I'm originally from Exeter and I, I lived in Coventry for 11 years and then moved to Malvern uh, back in 2014 to to pick up this role.
0: Fabulous. Um, uh, and uh, we we got to know each other through um, the fact that you write a leadership 101 column for the for youth and children's work, which I now uh, edit. and yes. um, the you have a book on leadership coming out? Um, yes, with a, a title to be decided. Um, and you kindly let me see the proof, and I, I love these these lines. And maybe you could talk to this and unpack this. Sure. But when it comes to fruitfulness, none of these have nearly the impact of leadership in every nation, in every type of ministry. Leadership is the defining factor that supersedes all other challenges and opportunities. Everything rises and falls on leadership. Perhaps you could unpack that a little further for us, Tim. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, I guess that that um, where you've taken that extract from it. Um, it It speaks to the fact that in my kind of time in ministry over the years, which has been varied, but always national and, you know, occasionally international, as well as trying to be rooted in the local, what that's afforded me the opportunity uh, of is seeing countless numbers of youth ministries and churches and festivals and uh, events and, you know, conferences uh, at all kinds of different ministries, parachurch organizations, um, you know, charitable trusts, all, all kinds of, of different ministries, um, and in all kinds of different contexts, you know, in, in in different nations, working with different age groups. And the rule that I've, I've yet to see broken, Andy, is that there is always a direct correlation between the fruitfulness of a ministry and the quality of its leadership. And so when, you know, coming to write this book for youth and children's ministry leaders, because, you know, I've just got such a passion for for those who are seeking to 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 reach the next generation with the gospel. And so I wanted my my first book to be for them, really. I wanted to write a leadership book for them because because though there are lots and lots of things that will impact the fruitfulness of our youth and children's ministries, whether that's you know the demographic that we're working with, the resources that we have access to, uh, the support that we have from our, our, our senior leaders and our, and our teams, uh, you know uh, 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 the training that that, that we've had uh, or have access to. Of course, all of those things have an impact, but as as you quoted there when it comes to the fruitfulness of, of a ministry, in my experience, none of these have nearly the impact of leadership. And actually it is, it is leadership that is the defining factor in determining the fruitfulness of our ministries. That has been my experience over, over many years and seeing many ministries in, in many contexts. And so that's why I wanted to write something that would really invest into the leadership Of the youth or or the children's ministry leader.
0: Fabulous, good. Well, you're listening to Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Tim Orford. Tim is the national director of Limitless, the youth movement of the Elin Pentecostal Churches in the UK and Ireland. We'll be back just after this. Welcome back to Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Tim Orford, the national director of Limitless, the youth movement of the Elin Pentecostal Churches in the UK and Ireland. His work also includes heading up the Limitless Festival, a national youth festival scheduled for August, uh, 2021, uh, COVID permitting. Um, so Tim, we were talking before the break, a little bit about how you came to faith and of the importance yeah. of, uh, of, of leadership. Mm. Um, and you mentioned that kind of leadership comes as part of the package of ministry to young people when you were writing your book. And um, many did not set out to lead, but ended up doing so. And, uh, you, you shared the illustration of, of, of how in your youth you kind of ended up leading without knowing what it was. And, and there's, there's a bit of a, a mystique about leadership. And some people seem to want to be leaders because they want to be known and be prominent. Uh, but presumably you would say that's the best way of getting into leadership is, is when you have an end in mind that you want to engage with. And that's what would be happening for many children and youth workers.
1: Yeah. I, I think for, for, for youth and children's ministry leaders you know they didn't get into it because they thought yeah I want to lead I want to lead a team and I want to lead yeah they they did it because they were passionate about those young people those children that they were trying to that they were trying to reach they they realized that it is mission critical for the church to pass on the gospel to the next generation and so they got stuck in they they put up their hand they said here I am send me and 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 they ended up in in youth and children's ministry and suddenly you, as you say they realized that leadership was kind of part of the package of that. And and that's kind of what they put up their hand for in a sense. And I, I, yeah, I guess, I guess maybe it is, I guess maybe it is the best way to get into leadership because one of the things I believe fundamentally in the depths of my gut, Andy, is that humble leaders are better leaders Mm -hmm. and that leadership is not about um, a, a a title that we get in order to elevate ourselves. It's about being a springboard for others to jump off, you know, rather than a than a ceiling that that they can't break through. Um, it's 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 about creating opportunity for the people around us and creating an environment in which they can grow and in which they can thrive and in it, it, which which they can succeed. So I I I think the idea that you know we get into leadership because we want to be on the top of the tree. Um, is a fundamental perversion of what leadership is supposed to be, especially Christian leadership, where Jesus is our example. Uh, You know, Jesus who came um, to serve, not to be served. And all Christian leadership must follow, must follow in in his likeness.
0: Um, Tim, I was um, in conversation with you, you were chatting about uh, something that Elim is seeking to do, or you've been seeking to do with Elim, in in helping the many uh, local churches within your denomination that don't have either very strong or any children and youth ministry, and and sadly the statistics from the Church of England have come out recently, uh, which you know talk talk about the alarming decline in the number of uh, churches with with any children and youth work. Um, so, what what were you seeking to do pre pre COVID to to try and to try and help that and help the leaders within those churches?
1: Yeah, well, it's something that's still still ongoing, actually, even even in this season. But yeah, we we uh, conducted a, a a survey around um, the the ELAN movement uh, of five hundred and eighteen churches, in which we discovered that a hundred and eleven of those um we we're, we're not doing any youth ministry didn't have any young people um and look you don't need to be a futurist or a prophet to work out what will happen to those churches in 20 30 40 years time if they do not change that trajectory um and so kind of this vision was born in our hearts as we as we engaged with that problem and said well this 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 must not be this cannot be and actually it it is it is often that holy discontent that serves as the birthplace for vision, isn't it? Um, and it certainly was for us. where we said we we, you know, that's not okay, and we can't let that happen on on our watch. And so, out of that was born this vision to pioneer a hundred new youth ministries through churches who are not currently reaching young people by the end of twenty twenty seven. Um, and we began to work towards that. We Managed to uh, raise some funds and and to bring somebody uh, into our team. Well, actually, he was already on our team on a volunteer basis, um, uh, doing a different role. A guy called Jamie, Jamie Price, who's also you know just a fantastic leader to oversee that that for us. I piloted it personally in my hometown of Malvern, the church that we were we were working in uh, that my wife and I were worshiping in had had one young person and no youth ministry at the time, and so. We gathered some folks from the church and some students from, from Regents Theological College and, and we tried it out. We, we, we began to pilot something. We connected with young people in the community and and we launched a new youth ministry that's still still going today. Um and, and that was the pilot project, really. We we tried to learn some lessons. Uh, you know, what 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 did we do well? You know, what would we not want to do again before we kind of began to port that out. Uh, on a national basis, and we've begun to work now with with churches all all, all over the UK. Um, and Jamie has been uh, pioneering that, as I've said, helping just helping these churches to start new youth ministries, uh, training up leaders, investing locally, um, give it, helping to give give them a bit of a kickstart, uh, resourcing, training, uh, and it's been it's been amazing. We've seen so far fifteen uh, new youth ministries start. Uh, in churches with no young people. We're just in the early stages of a further four uh, projects, even now uh, in the COVID season, um, with churches that don't have young people. And it just feels it, it, it like it, it doesn't get a lot of airtime because it's not one of those really visible, spectacular things, you know, it's small scale. It's starting from nothing and reaching a few and connecting into communities, but it feels really significant. It feels really valuable. Uh, for these churches so so we're really excited about that and we've been able to, to to speak with with leaders in in other denominations as well who are looking to do similar things and say hey here, you know here's what we've been trying here's what we've been doing and anyway we can help you you know because because we've got to turn it around andy haven't we we've got to do everything we can to to reach young people with the gospel in these days
0: no well, thank you i mean if ever there's an issue that um, needs to be addressed this is the one within yep. within the local church uh, yep. a lot of other things really don't matter so much as as helping well i say the next generation it's the present generation of younger and children that's, work it. That's, of it. Being, uh, that's it that's uh, it that's it being helped and assisted and uh yeah so so bless you for that fabulous um i, I, I don't want to take too much time um tim but uh, i'd love to talk about uh limitless youth festival uh we've got about five minutes left so i don't know if you've got <laughs> Enough for five minutes, I'm sure you have. But you know, you when Soul Survivor finished, um, there was a bit of a void, and and you and a number of others have kind of have sought to f- help to fill that void.
1: Yeah, well, it's interesting actually because we we didn't really we didn't really go after that space. It was it was kind of the 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 other way around. We'd been doing Limitless Festival for a number of years, but um, uh, majoritatively that had been serving kind of Elam churches. I got a call from Mike, Mike Pilavachi one day saying, Tim, you know, we're, we're, you know, the summer after next, it was at the time is going to be our last year of Soul Survivor. And we would just really love to be able, to be able to encourage young people to engage with Limitless Festival after that time. Now that was a big thing for us at at that moment. And we, we really had to listen to God and, and say, God, is that what you're, you're asking us to do? It was a big step up, a big step of faith. And, um, you know, uh, and God spoke to us really clearly, uh, through that period of time in quite, quite miraculous and profound ways, actually. And, and so come the, the summer of 2019, uh, you know, I was there at, at Soul Survivor speaking at, at, at the various events and, and talking as well about Limitless Festival, uh, alongside our friends at, at, at DTI as well, who, who, who were there, um, love Zeke and Susie from, from, from there, they're fantastic. Uh, and um, just wanting to create that space for young people to have those those moments of encounter with the Holy Spirit, opportunities to respond to the gospel. When, when we talk about Limitless Festival, we talk about these three kind of values of community, connection and change. And and that's the kind of environment we're, we're trying to create this sense of family, young people being together, having fun together, uh, sharing life together. Um, uh, but also these these moments of transcendence where we worship together with thousands of others in the room where we wait on the holy spirit allow god to move to do what he to do what he's going to do where we create opportunities for young people to respond to the gospel for the first time it's be- it's, it's, it's a beautiful experience and i think you know now we now, you know you realize uh, you realize how valuable something is when it's gone don't you really and we did an online version this summer just gone which God moved through. You know, people were healed physically, where they were watching from, some amazing testimonies, people responded to the gospel, lots of young people received one-to-one prayer ministry through kind of our online team. Uh, But, you know, there's something about the embodied church, isn't there? There's something about being together in the same space that is really irreplaceable. And so I think whenever it is, we're able to get back together, whether it's the summer of 21 or, or, or 22 um, you know, it's going to be, I think, that much more powerful to hear those worshipping voices and to see all those young people uh, worshipping God.
0: Oh, that's terrific to hear, Tim. Um, we've just got a, a few moments just for any particular books that you've um, found helpful in leadership. You men- mentioned this in your book, The Importance of, of Reading for for Leaders. Yeah. And uh, just mention a few in the last minute or two, if you could.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's 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 so many, isn't there? But I guess if there were a few that have made, I guess, the most tangible impact on how I lead, I would say these few. I would say uh, The Advantage by Patrick Lencioni, uh, which is all about, it's a business book, actually, and it's all about organisational health. I mean, there's some great stuff by Lencioni. Death by meeting is is great. Five dysfunctions of a team is great. But if I was only going to choose one, I'd choose the advantage. Um, Visioneering by Andy Stanley, I found so helpful. Um, He uses the story of Nehemiah um, in the scripture to talk about how we receive vision, how we cast vision, how we lead people on the journey of vision. And that's been so practically helpful to me in my leadership journey. And then uh, the other one, which uh, I, I, you know, really impacted me profoundly was uh, the emotionally healthy leader by Peter Scazzaro. Um It was really like you know. Sometimes you read a book, and sometimes a book reads you. <laughs> uh, it was it was one of those uh, for that one. So I'd highly recommend those three uh, to any leader uh, listening today.
0: Thank you, Tim. So that's the advantage, uh, visioneering, and the emotionally healthy leader. Um, yeah. So do uh, yeah do do look those up if you're. Um, <laughs> If you're if you're a leader and you're looking for some leadership leadership material, Tim's sadly time has defeated us. But it's been fascinating to chat with you and exciting to to sense your enthusiasm for both leadership as a topic, but also for ensuring that the the church of the present and and future generations continue to thrive. So thank you so much. Well, bless you, Andy. Thanks for having me. So that's uh, Tim Alford. Uh, Tim is the uh, national director of Limitless, the youth movement of the Eland Pentecostal Churches. In the UK and Ireland, uh, his book is going to be out soon. We don't—I don't know whether you have a title yet, Tim. Do you? Yeah, I think
1: we—I think we are going to go for uh, "Leadership One Hundred and One: uh, Your Go-To Guide for Leading Youth and Children's Ministry into a Brighter Future."
0: And it's going to be published by SBCK. That's right. So do look it out. Um, what's sort of the what's the time frame, Tim, for publishing?
1: Yeah, we don't have an exact release date yet, but it there, you know SBCK are
0: talking about uh, the summer of. 2021. Thank you for for tuning in to the Leadership File this week. I look forward to your company again next Sunday at four.